0: Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds!
1: Today, this episode is for all you MCU TV nerds.
0: I'm Joanna Krupnik.
1: And I'm Brian Don't Lose Nate Plofsky. And we could not be happier you're joining us for today's episode.
0: Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we're going to do some live action roleplay and discussing episode two of Hawkeye, the new series on Disney+.
1: But first, as we start every episode... This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will spoil everything. Spoiler alert alert.
0: Can I just say it's really gl- it's really great that since the MCU has been laid out so well for so long, when we get these new heroes joining like Kate they, they have such confidence because they like the actors themselves know like what's going on and like how yeah. serious to take it. We ha- we don't have that learning curve at all with her.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think that's true. And I think that goes for the characters as well. These characters have a lot of confidence because they've seen the first, you know, the first, the first, um, like, front line of heroes in terms of like Tony and Hawk and those Avengers. And I think that that's really fun to watch. And sometimes it doesn't work for me. Like in Captain Marvel... I was, because we had already seen her in, in, um, cause we already seen her infinity in war. infinity war, like, and she was, she was only in it for like, like a small amount of time, but she was like crazy confident. Yeah. And I appreciated that versus, um, and captain Marvel we're taking a step back and like seeing how she got her origin story and all that. And I just wanted to get to the end where she was confident. So I, mm. you know what I mean? Like I, I, Unless an origin story is spectacular like Shang-Chi, um, and he's already funny and kind of confident at the beginning. He's just dealing with a lot of internal struggle, but he still right. is outwardly pretty confident. Um, I don't know. I like that in a hero, whether whether it's confident like Doctor Strange where it's obnoxious or whether it's confident like um, Shang-Chi where it's kind of like w- with a lot of like, like boyish humor. And then you have things like um, – Uh, who's another one that's recently pretty confident? Um, Yelena. Yelena, a different kind of Mm -hmm. confident. That's a a great one too. So yeah, that's a really, really good point.
0: Yeah. Um, So into this episode, do you want to work us through what happens real quick?
1: Oh man, so much happens in this episode. I'll do it as fast as I can. So Hawkeye and... Kate, meet. Um, He's like super standoffish. He just wants that suit back because he warns her of how much like like evil that suit will attract. And then the um, the tracksuit mafia finds them, uh, and and because she she brought the dog home. And then there's this. Then they burn down her apartment essentially. um, With Hawkeye catching a Molotov cocktail and throwing it back, and then. I'll just go through that storyline. So then Hawkeye is like, has to find the suit. He goes and he finds out one of the People, one of the firefighters is a larper a live- action role player so he mm-hmm. goes and finds that <clears throat> again I really like that everybody knows who he is and he's he's also confident and not afraid to show his face because at this point like it doesn't matter he's just trying to do his job and right. uh, and so there's all of that uh, that he fights the larper to get his suit back which is really adorable and cute um and I think that <laughs> Hawkeye like kind of enjoyed it a little bit I don't know but also Such a great during, scene. During all of this, he sends his kids back to Missouri or wherever his wife is. And and uh and he's kind of on her own. What I and we'll talk about this a little bit later. I think one of the spectacular things about Hawkeye, not the show, but Hawkeye, is his relationship with his wife. The yeah. fact that she knows everything, she can keep up with him. Also, you know, SHIELD has protected them in on their Missouri, like, you know, farm compound. But I love that she can even make the joke that he's going to pull a gnat in terms of, like, yeah. being um, taken on purpose like in Avengers, the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie. He gets taken by the tracksuit mafia and uh, take, and they there's that really fun banter about, like, <clears throat> them not being able to find w- uh, warehouse real estate in New York, which was spectacular. Yes. <clears throat> and then... He's got to find out more information about the tracksuit mafia and then Kate comes through the roof and then um, they both get captured and then they want to talk to the boss and we – Lo and behold, the boss is Echo at the end. But let's flash back to what Kate is going through. Kate mm-hmm. is staying with – broke into her aunt's apartment. She's wearing a hilarious uh, New York City older woman uh, <laughs> like couture.
0: A, a, yeah, a, spo- a smoking jacket with furry <laughs> you know, collars and sleeve cuffs. Uh-
1: Incredible. And then Kate – she gets his phone number and there's a lot of funny banter about the – about him – her calling him and uh, she has dinner with her mom and Jack and where she's allowed to ask the questions and it gets a little tense Uh, and then – so – She finds out Jack is is a swordsman. uh, Not the swordsman, but a swordsman. And so they fence as Kate has won the state championship twice. Um, Mm. And he's obviously letting her win. He he gives me such creepy vibes, maybe because he's also on Better Call Saul. Yeah. But he is giving those vibes with that mustache and everything. Man, Mm. Tony Dalton is a spectacular actor. So good. And you know we'll talk about his acting too in a second because I think he's doing something interesting with it and and we'll talk about that. But um, she jabs for his face when he's not wearing his mask and he parries it away with that awesome yeah. spin on the saber. Um, and uh, he, he admits to lying about being like an excellent swordsman. And then Kate, Kate's mom is really mad at her. Kate's mad she leaves. Um, and then she finds herself uh, with oh oh. And then he has an Armand the third. Um, butterscotch. So she believes that he was there. I will talk about that as well because to me that's a red herring because it was just his uncle. It's not. It's not. It's not.
0: Yeah, I mean, more just to that. cut in, I take that that's moment. It. We can go. As, Keep going. That's okay. it. Great. Take, girl, yeah. 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 I t- I take that moment actually as chilling. I think it's also red herring. I, I wasn't surprised that he has butterscotch because no. of course the, he's related to him. But it was the one thing that she touched in the apartment was one piece of butterscotch and he gives he shows it to her. So to me it was like she he witnessed or he knows some he knows more than we think he knows. Oh,
1: you know, it's so funny. I didn't take it that way. I think you're right. I think it's a combination of both things. I, I absolutely okay. think so. Um I think I took it as like her th- her jumping to conclusions because she's so aggressive on this show. Yes. Oh, for I sure. Found- you know, I found it to be her jumping to conclusions, um, but that's also interesting that he's showing it to her because he knows that she was there. Because in yeah. episode one, he when 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 Tony Dalton ran into Kate Bishop, well Ronan in the wine cellar, he yeah. totally knew it was her with the with like her eyes and whatnot, like a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I think, and he would have done his due diligence if he knows who he is about to marry. Like that's not a surprise. I do think um, maybe you're gonna agree with this too. Um, I think that that he is obviously a red herring. Like this is he's too like yes. twirling the mustache and like you know. I, I think that there is way more. Do you? I mean, do we jump right into this? Do you have? Do you have a theory about who is actually pulling the strings <laughs> in, in the immediate characters that we okay. know right now?
1: Okay, so first, I want to take what you said about Tony Dalton. Tony Dalton, uh, the actor, is doing a wonderful job because he is a little uh, twirly, and he's he has this he has this like the twirly mustaches. He, (laughs) I I, I realized I was twirling my mustache. Exactly, guys can't
0: see, but he's twirling his own mustache. Um,
1: Oh, I just also want to say I really liked this episode a lot.
0: Yes, me too.
1: Love this episode. So I think that Tony Dalton is doing some interesting things with the character in terms of he seems like he's being overtly evil or like overtly saying like obnoxious things. Um, I'm not sure where her mother's headspace is, uh, but I just think that like he's really putting on this skeevy character and I'm hoping that – he ends up training kate a little bit more and like he becomes her he she has two mentors she has the hawkeye good side and then she has like jack the swordsman kind of bad side um i think that's interesting but here's my ultimate theory okay okay so we get echo at the end in the comic book stop here if you don't want to learn about echo also echo oh
0: right i I have questions about echo so i will ask them later
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. So Echo is getting her own Disney Plus TV series, which is super cool. Right. She was created in like the late 90s or early 2000s. I don't remember exactly. Um, she is a Native American character who is deaf. And so it's <clears throat> that's why – So um, and she kind of has taskmaster, taskmaster-esque skills where she mm-hmm. can echo. She can, like, she can like copy what you're doing. Oh. I don't know how they're going to change that in this, but I find it interesting that using her because she's deaf and he's going deaf as as right. we as we get into way more in this episode with that hilarious uh, what happened and it has all the flashbacks to all the explosions he was surrounding. Oh my god,
0: that was hysterical! This is the part where where um they're walking through Times Square and Kate goes. What, like? Why are you losing your hearing? What happened? And and then you get this hysterical, you know, sew up of, of scenes of him crashing through buildings in Endgame with the huge explosion, getting in Ultron with huge explosions. Like clearly, that's why because he's human.
1: Yeah, and I really, really, really like that branding sequence uh, where they're walking that. through Times Square. That was that's really I funny.
0: That one's you. You No, it's Katniss Everdeen. Let's go. Your problem is branding. No, my problem is you. In this ninja suit, and that people are trying to kill you because
1: of this ninja suit. The whole thing's a problem that I'm going to solve today so I can go home to my family.
0: No, it's branding. Because it's such a meta-commentary on what on what we all think of Hawkeye as well. Like he's totally. not about selling toys or merchandise because people are like, think he's lame and just cool, which are in the lyrics also of the of Rogers, the musical Rogers, the um, musical. Yeah. And he, um, and he, you know, she's just like, you need to just come through more with your heart on your sleeve. So that was, totally. that was hysterical. Cause we're all thinking it. So that was
1: hundred um, percent. And it's and honestly, it's a Christmas show. So they're setting up that he's a little bit Scroogey, Grinchy, Um, Totally. Well, grumpy because he can't be at Christmas with his family. And so she's going to warm his, you know, arrow bullseye heart. He's going
0: to take those layers off and get to that heart underneath that gooey center. Shrek, you
1: like an onion. Um, Okay. (laughs) So this is my theory. In the comic books, Echo is the adopted daughter of Kingpin. Ah. Okay. I think that Kate's mom. Is working with or for Kingpin. And I think she is the one doing all of the dirty stuff. And I think that um, I don't know why she's involved with Jack, like in terms of like ulterior motives. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that Jack is definitely like a sketchy dude and stuff like that. But what I will say is I think that she's the one who killed Armand, who is like doing all these sketchy back dealings, because why wouldn't the Kingpin who is rumored to be in the series as Vincent D'Onofrio, the one from a mm. uh, daredevil. I, I, I don't think that it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same version of that Kingpin. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different version of that Kingpin in this world. Um, I also think I really, Maybe I'm just being a a, a, an optimist, but I really, really, really do think that um, I really think that what he called is going to be in uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Matt Murdock Uh, again, same character, same actor, Charlie Cox, but like different take on the character.
0: Okay, so two questions for what you just said. One is Kingpin is um, is Spider-Man. I do think it's interesting to note that the finale of this show will come after no way home. So any oh, you know take wind Oh, I just got wind. chills. Good point. Yes. So so I would wonder how they don't want to take any wind out of sails. So that'll be interesting to see what's revealed.
1: Literally, no yeah, wind literally. out of sails no. and no wind out of the sails.
0: Yes. The sails. Those sails going right out the window. Um but so my other, so that's one thing. The other thing is Kingpin in Spider-Verse um loses his daughter and Wife is that Echo, or is that like a different lore around? No, Steam?
1: that's a different. That there, that's a different. Uh, th- those are separate type things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: Echo is from Daredevil world. Um,
1: character. I, I I know. I she's been in Avengers. She's been in a lot of things.
0: Okay, got it, got it. Um, yeah, that's my theory as well. I I I mean, not in such depth as you, but I I feel that it's Eleanor in the end that's going to be sort of at the helm of all of this, which will give Kate all sorts of trust issues. But um, one of the things that tipped me off on a second viewing is that the tech that Kate uses from Bishop Security um, is sort of reminiscent of Sharon's tech in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so, I'm also wondering if Eleanor is responding, if there's more going on with like Val, if that. Oh, dark-
1: with like, that's really fascinating with like Val and the power broker kind of yeah, being. Yeah,
0: if this is all <laughs> linked, because it's all street level and it's all, um yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's I fascinating. Like there's, yeah, there's something there. So, I
1: like that I a mean, lot. I mean, she's the
0: head of a security, like, there's, she's got a lot at her fingertips. Oh. I don't
1: know. <laughs> another another little Easter egg that we missed uh in episode one that I'm just gonna bring up now um, mm-hmm. is the bell tower, uh, yeah. in the first one that she ruins, is if there's a shot in there where that whole building, that bell tower building, is called the Stain Building or Stain Tower, and was Shut dedicated up. by uh Obadiah Stain, who was the Shut bad guy Wait,
0: played by Jeff Bridges in the first
1: Iron Man. Yeah.
0: Tony, I've made some <laughs> improvements of my own. <laughs>
1: um that is a spectacular obadiah stain impression that is wild
0: i miss that character so much we yeah me him.
1: too that he was a really 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 good villain that just like was just so long ago at this point but yes, i and, really and, liked it
0: and small tangent i think that jeff bridges was once quoted as saying that when he signed up to do iron man he thought it was a student film <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm just doing this student film. It's not a big deal." Oh, that's incredible. I mean, at that point they were all probably thinking it was going to be a student film. Totally. Um, yeah, so I think uh that's really interesting. Going back to Clint, um I think you're right. I mean, they literally I, I think what's what's coming through in what you said with, you know, her kind of he, he's like the Scrooge and she's um, you know, going to kind of break him down a bit. I think that was why it was really on the nose with him commenting on her age, thinking A, that she's really young, B, that she's 18, and then she corrects him and, you know, I'm 22, which to me says that, you know, he's underestimating her. She's been underestimated for a while, so Mm -hmm. not to quote Office again in another episode, but maybe now he will estimate her. (laughs) Sure. Um, So I think that, yeah, he has, he's going to, that's going to be an arc, I think, that's going to be really nice to watch.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Um oh, something that we didn't mention before. I know we're jumping all over the place, but Yeah,
0: it's fine. In, excited. In,
1: in ter- yeah, I know. I really this so much happened in this episode. This felt like two different episodes in my head. This yeah. felt like the second half of the episode was all about um just being with the tracksuit mafia, bro. And yeah. uh <laughs> and the first half was more um like street stuff. Like right. the LARPing and all that. So um, but something we didn't talk about was I absolutely loved that his son, uh, Nate, is like oh. did some ASL. Um, and and like they're like the family office is like learning and like knowing that he's going to eventually lose his hearing. Like uh I really I really liked that. Um also, this just reminded me. This episode cemented the fact that, like, this is a father's issue, like, yeah. like story. Because, like, Lila with her dad and the kids with Hawkeye, um, yeah. just in terms of like, they they understand the 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 stakes of what his job is and why he can't always be there, which is why he really wants to be there for Christmas. Because right. let's assume that maybe this is one of this is his first Christmas after the snap. Um, mm-hmm. You know where mm. where he missed them for five years, Good and he point. really wants to be there for Christmas. Um, so that's the first thing. Then you have her with Brian D'Arcy James, and how mm. her father impacted her. Um, how Jack is becoming a stepfather, and like we'll see what happened there. But on top of that, um, you also have Hawkeye as a father figure to her. Yes, and a, no, and a, you're totally
0: a, right. So Those scenes are deep. I, and and the ASL stuff is, is so sweet. It's like, you know, not, I stole this, but it's like Chekhov's ASL. Like that's gonna come into play at some point in the rest of the totally. series.
1: Totally. Did you see side. did you see you didn't see A Quiet Place 2, did you? Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. So like like I think are of you that. Surprised? Or, uh a little bit. You're not like a scary movie person.
0: Oh, but that's yeah, a quiet place is different. But yeah, I did oh, see it. And and I yeah, it's freaking <laughs> Oh, it's suspenseful
1: yes um what you said in terms of that being uh like a like a like a foreshadowing type of thing um, mm-hmm. very similar to that where at the beginning Killian Murphy learns like dive uh, like yes. at the baseball game and then later Chekhov's on in the movie dive. He, he, yeah Chekhov's dive that's what we're calling it <laughs> from now on Chekhov's dive. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, um and I and shouts to the peninsula. I've stayed there and it's a lovely five star hotel. I know that you've eaten at their bar or drunk at their bar before. You can also attest. Pen- That's a perfect hotel for <laughs> Christmas in New York.
1: The peninsula is at least but pre-COVID, I haven't been there afterwards. They had the nicest decorations. Mm-hmm. They had the the bars really good. But they had like – they probably don't do it anymore. But they had this like little – this this life-size gingerbread house that you can walk into and like take candy. <gasps> it was wild.
0: Oh, I have but, to go do – I have to tour around for Christmas. I have to see that.
1: So, so this is what I usually do. I, I haven't done it in a couple years obviously. But – during the Christmas season, you walk to you make a list of all the like nicer hotels on like Fifth Avenue or in that area to midtown east mm-hmm. area um and they're all decorated for Christmas and it's beautiful. You get a hot toddy at each bar and each one of them usually has like a fun Christmas thing to do and you end at the um uh you end at the plaza. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then you just take, you know, um, you take the trains home from there. Um, but Obviously, that you take the train the home. You're not
0: freaking walking home and you're not no, taking no, no, a, no. your own car. Um, what was your favorite drink at all of those bars the last time you did it?
1: We just got hot toddies at every single bar. So no, no hot toddy stood out over another one. Um, but, oh, the peni- oh. but in terms of like decorations, the peninsula was top notch.
0: Yeah. That was pla- tea- gorgeous.
1: And then the plaza just feels nostalgic for Home Alone Two: Lost in New York.
0: Obviously, this whole thing has Home Alone Two: Lost in New York vibes. I told you it's a rom com.
1: This this is not a rom com, but I understand what you're saying.
0: (laughs) Um, Wait, speaking of the charm of New York moments, they have that great moment when Clint is going uh, to Kate's apartment, and she—or no, the aunt's apartment—and Kate just uses like confusing buzzer tactics to get let in which is totally something we all do amazing where we're like I can't hear you just come in and it's like it works like a charm every time
1: oh so good um the also her aunt on there like the name of her aunt Moira whatever um, yes is a I didn't get to look at all of the names on there, but Moira is a character in the comic books that like pop she's an she's like an older actress in New York City that like pops up in a Hawkeye comic and like gives her life to like help them or whatnot. So something small and oh. whatnot, but a nice little a nice little Easter egg.
0: I was wondering because I was like, she's got such an interesting aesthetic in her apartment with the ga- with the creatures of from the galaxy, the dark galaxy or whatever. She's got you know, tiger pictures. I was just looking closely at her her decor. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, A, she she could be someone, but you already said that from the names, you already knew that that's like a nod.
1: (laughs) Also, did you notice? I noticed this in every single. So two things I notice in every single movie: if it's in New York, I I I notice the billboards and I can place when they filmed it, mm-hmm. as we we all know uh, the Broadway ones. Two, um, I always notice when there's a mezuzah on the door. And Kate's oh. aunt had a mezuzah on the door, so Shut I'm up. wondering. I'm wondering one if Kate and they have the Christmas tree at Kate's house. One, I'm wondering if Kate is half Jewish. Two, I'm wondering if her aunt um, converted or married someone Jewish and then converted or something like that. Um, Or three, I'm wondering if it's not really her aunt, but like a close family friend that she calls her aunt.
0: So I took from, because this woman does not live in the fanciness that Kate does, I took it as this is on the dad side, sister. So it's maybe Brian Darcy James is Jewish, so she is half Jewish. But that was my take, (laughs) is that i mean eleanor would never let her sister live in that little apartment above whatever that was like to me interesting that was the she she's very like old new york like she's squatted in that apartment forever Mm -hmm. and so maybe it's maybe it's not maybe she's jewish on the dad's side but that is crazy i love catching masuzas too and i didn't catch that at all interesting Um, oh i love that can we get into the larp stuff because that was hysterical first of all yeah have you ever larped
1: I mean, we went to theater school, so uh, <laughs> I feel like we like we like got we just- trained in LARPing.
0: <laughs> oh God, that was so funny! I yeah. loved that scene. I love that he didn't have to go through ten villains or aliens or you know train killers. He just had to fake fight through a LARP, you know, death by combat or trial by combat it was so funny.
1: Well, Grills is a character in the comic book who gets killed at one point, so like right. I'm I'm hoping that was just like a fun little like easter egg as opposed to like someone's going to be tracking down that suit and like come to him and kill him and move on. Yeah. I, well, I, man, was, there's so much that could happen in this show. Like I'm just thinking about it now like we talked about it in the last episode like ooh, the only scene we haven't seen yet from the trailers, really, is the bridge sequence with the car. Like, like,
0: yes, the car chase.
1: Besides that, like, we've seen everything else that, that, uh, almost everything else that Marvel has put out there. So, like, we still have four more episodes. Like, we could literally, it could go anywhere, anything could happen.
0: And not to, not even to mention, since it's street level and we're getting She-Hulk, which is like a New York law show, like all of these characters that are down in, you know, the New York scene, they're going to be popping up in all of each other's stuff. And Spider-Man is New York, too. So this could continue into this could branch into so many different avenues.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that because all of those take place in and around New York, um, yeah. and like, like maybe they'll maybe they'll promote one by putting like by just making a reference, or or maybe maybe Kate will. I mean, I know we're we know we're getting Elena, and and I'm super right. excited for that. But that's so interesting. I, like, it's funny this one because I'm really involved in the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking more expanded universe type stuff. Whereas in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I did a little bit because I got a little bored. Um, And, you know, and Eternals, I was expecting some more stuff because, like, the stakes were too big for it just to be them. Um, Loki, you're looking for everything because of the nature of time travel and all of that stuff and the multiverses. But this one, I'm just really enjoying the story that they're presenting. And anything else they throw in from the MCU is really just like a nice cherry on top as opposed to like, I need it to enjoy this series. Does that make well, sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. makes sense. And to that end, like, like you said, for me, the, um, watching these other shows, I was searching to expand it into the other universe and seeing how, what was going to drop in with this one, this, my stakes and my expectations were so low that it's happening to me. I'm like getting these Mm -hmm. things and I'm not even asking for them. You know, this
1: makes me feel a little bit more like WandaVision. Um, Mm -hmm. I had low expectations for the Disney plus shows only because I thought that the Netflix shows were all fine. Um, I really liked Daredevil, but I think that Jessica Jones season one was good and Luke Cage season one was fine. Um, and Iron Fist stunk. Um, I never watched Punisher and I actually never watched season two of Jessica Jones or um, uh, Luke Cage. Um, but like those were 10 episodes and they were probably three episodes too long. They just felt like, so it was just like fluff for fluff's sake.
0: Yeah.
1: And while I do think that winter soldier fell a little bit into that realm, like in terms of expectations, I wasn't like, I wasn't totally like, I, I was going to watch them because I'm, because I'm a-, a nut job, but like, I wasn't going, I wasn't like, I don't know. And then we got WandaVision. I'm like, oh wow, this is mm-hmm. like the real deal. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier was a little bit underwhelming for me. And then Loki yeah. was just, had so much anticip- anticipation because of the multiverse stuff. Um, and then this one, I was like, okay, we're getting a Hawkeye series. And now I'm just like, really into this because, not because of him, because of her. Yeah. I think she's spectacular and their chemistry is r- awesome. I like their chemistry better than I like the forced chemistry of um, Sam and Bucky in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: I yes, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with our last when you said in our last episode that this is turns out to be the Kate Bishop Hawkeye story featuring Clint Barton as Hawkeye as well. Like, this is really, um, this is sort of a a more natural mantle pass um, than we did sort of get kind of hand fisted it. Is that the question? Hand fisted it? Nope. Ham fisted? Ham fisted. -fisted. We got pushed on us in Falcon (laughs) and the Winter Soldier. Um, Yeah.
1: Ham fisted? I I guess some of it was ham fisted. I'm also imagining a (laughs) ham fist. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) spider ham.
1: Like Spider-Ham or, like, a bad guy called Ham-Fisted and, like, it's like a mutant or something and, like, they're punching it with their Ham-Fist.
0: Mutants! Stop mentioning mutants because you know I'm going to ask you, do you think we're going to get any mutant activity in this show?
1: <laughs> no, not in this show. And, right, there's still miracles. There's still <laughs> miracles.
0: Um. Yeah, so the LARP scene was hysterical. I love when he said, "I and I bought Thanos. Um, that was so oh. funny. Yeah, It's so good. And But back to Grills, I think since I watched it with subtitles, I knew that it was Grills because it has his name as the name captioning the line. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then at the end, he says, I'm Grills, by the way. So at first, I was like, God, they're really letting us know this is a character we're going to see again. But it might have just been that I, – I can't remember, but the mention of his actual name through him was only that last line. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah. that – so maybe it's just a nod. I mean, I don't know how that character would come into play otherwise. Maybe he like helps him out in an alleyway at some point. Um, I mean,
1: he is a firefighter. He could show up at some point towards the end.
0: Oh, that's um, true. That's I feel true. like
1: a lot of these New York movies, whether it's in the MCU or outside of the MCU, like all the Spider-Man movies, New Yorkers always tend to help out. Um, whether it's in the Spider-Man 1 and 2, uh, whether it is like at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man where all the crane operators put out their cranes for Andrew Garfield to get to the Oscorp Tower. Like, oh
0: God! When an Oscorp won- that scene, so good. <laughs> it's so
1: good. Oh man! Crying. When we do our Spider Man, we're gonna <laughs> oh have some God. really hot takes and, and that, crazy and that, opinions. And that
0: James Horner soundtrack. Oh my God! It's so good.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. You're you might have to come down to Philly. I'll have to come up for New York for uh for, for no I have to
0: go to Harry. I know I gotta go for Harry Potter. I can't double dip.
1: Oh yeah, which you can't double dip. Um.
0: um, yeah. So the what was I saying? Oh, the um, the last thing I wanted to mention was yeah. that I I really loved the reference to the Nat catch and release because again, it does solidify. Even though, okay, hot take. I think it's a really bad choice that Nat was used that Nat had a arrow necklace throughout a lot of Phase Three and Four. Um. What is she trying to say? We know that Hawkeye is spoken for, but she's wearing this necklace. So I like this because it really shows that he's just a friend and that they're mm. never ever romantic. Um, but I'm sorry sure. if I'm Laura. I'm like, why is she wearing this freaking arrow? Fair.
1: necklace? I mean, I could imagine there being some like jealousy there for sure. But and, I, and, I, I, and because the kids knew her, obviously, because – she um, was like
0: their godmother or something.
1: Yeah, like like they knew her when she. I I, I maybe I'm misremembering this, but in Ultron they knew exactly who she was because they had met before. Um, it seemed like she knew about everything. Um, but like in terms of like them being hidden away, the family or whatnot. But there's also like, uh, you know, that Lila even says like, "I know you lost your best friend," like referring yeah. to Nat, and like that was really sweet. And like these kids, these kids are in a. I feel like this is one of the one scenario where like even though Hawkeye's kind of been a semi absent dad because of his job and what he has to do um I do think that they grow, grew up in, like, a very loving and understanding environment, even though I'm sure the fact that their father is an Avenger and, like, kind of wasn't there and, like, may break his Christmas promise this year is definitely, like, going to impact. Like, there's going to be – like, I would love to just see a therapy series of, like, kids of superheroes.
0: Yes. Are we still at six days until Christmas or have we gone into a new day yet?
1: No. I'm keeping this track is day, of the days. So, day six was – when they went to dinner and stuff like that. Like to, at the Chinese place.
0: Oh, and he LARPed on day five.
1: <laughs> he LARPed on before. day five. So uh-huh. we're in day five. So now we're in the night of day five when they are with Echo.
0: <laughs> on day five, he LARPed. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, on the that's six great. days of Christmas, <laughs> my true love gave to me. Brian, you do a lot of
0: Christmas songs for being Shark. Yeah, Jewish. I love a Christmas song. Yeah. I know you One, love Christmas. R-
1: five, six, Ronin costumes, five, LARPing LARPers.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We'll have to see um, what four
1: is. Wait, I gotta write uh, this down so I can keep doing this.
0: Right, Yeah, you definitely do. Um. Yeah, so I, I, I also love the Neosporin and getting supplies, Avenger supplies, and it turns out that it's, things for cuts and bruises because again he's human and they really drive that home in in the Matt Fraction comics um they really just show that like when he gets hit he gets hit and now I'm starting to watch the show differently but like when the tracksuit mafia kneecaps him with that baseball bat (laughs) I'm like that's gonna set him back
1: he doesn't have
0: any armor so it's just making me watch it differently yeah, but
1: I've gotten so much joy from watching the tracksuit mafia just be like stupid and silly and like, like. Oh my god! Be, I know. But be enough, be semi competent. You know what I mean. Yeah. But like the all the bro stuff, and and uh, as I met, like it seems like they're in some kind of like a a kids playground, indoor kids playground, or a <laughs> mall or something like that.
0: I mean, they have they are big guys, but they all mm-hmm. you also get a line where where Clint's like, guys, I can see through the bag, which yeah. Is-
1: so So that was great i i (laughs) so i think in the next so let's do some predictions moving forward okay i think we're going to get the uh the the car and bridge chase in the next episode when they escape Mm Mm-hmm. and that'll be day four okay um the i i think we're gonna wait i think we're gonna have to wait for any like Unless at the end of, we're halfway through the series for ne- in the next episode. I think the cliffhanger might be a fun reveal. Like maybe we'll get Yelena at the end of the next episode so that maybe she's in the rest of them, like helping them or something like that.
0: Do you think we're going to have to, do you think it's going to be that soon? I'm wondering, do I think it's Yelena's all- like the Luke Skywalker? Spoiler alert, the Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> well, we did do our spoiler th- alert alert. We
0: did, we did. But do you think they're going to save that?
1: Maybe I mean I don't know I think we're gonna get a lot of fun things at the end of this series mm-hmm. in general. Um, the only reason I say because th- it's only six, whereas like Loki was I eight, I think, and um, the other ones were, like were almost eight. Almost
0: halfway through, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier was shorter. I don't remember. But I don't remember, but um, yeah, I think that like I don't know. I-, I really don't know. I'm really I'm really enjoying the ride on this one.
0: Yeah. What, a, what so? What would you rank this episode? Uh, we're gonna do quivers today instead of. Oh, songs. we're gonna
1: do quivers. Okay. Yeah, How many quivers. quivers would I give this? Um, I, would give this a, I would give this a. I would give us a. I would give us an. I would give it an eight, the same as the first one. <laughs> you
0: I to say seven, and you. Were I was like, gonna, gonna say seven
1: point five because I actually liked the first episode a little bit better than this one. But yeah, I, now as we talk through it, there was there were a lot of juicy things about this. Um, we also got Pizza Dog by name in this mm-hmm. one, which was very exciting.
0: Well, we finally um, get the two of them together. We've been getting their stories adjacently yeah, until yeah, the yeah, last yeah. moment. So any moment that you like between the two of them happened in this episode. So <laughs> That's, that's a least, really good point. Yeah, I think it's least okay. worse to be a minus. That's fair. I'm going to give it a B minus again. I think, um, think it's uh, B minus. Sorry. Eight. Um, An eight. Okay. I think, and I think it's eight quivers for me. I'm having such a good time. And I um, thought that it was great that we are getting we got echo in this episode. The final final beat of this episode. It's great. Yeah,
1: the final beat drop, if you will. Final
0: beat drop. <laughs> the final. Um,
1: <coughs> that was really yeah. I I like this one. Also notice we didn't get the same title sequence.
0: Right. They cut it.
1: Yeah, we just got the the Hawkeye thing. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that title sequence was only for the first episode to show Kate's like journey. Um, and I wonder if we're just going to get that Hawkeye thing, or maybe we'll get a different one for the next one. Uh, I don't know the Hawkeye logo. I mean,
0: I like that because it says that they've got a lot to show us and they don't have time for long opening sequences. So yeah, anything- this one
1: was 51 minutes. I mean, the whole, I mean <sighs> the, the, the nice thing is, sometimes I watch these during lunch during my workday, um, and even if it says fifty-one minutes, it's usually around like forty something because there are right. so many credits on there credits. to show like who voiced like the Danish version of like Kate and, <laughs> right. and Clint, um, Icelandic, uh, yes, Icelandic, uh, yeah, who who did um, Eurovision in this one, stuff like that.
0: Yes. Well, nerds, we got hit in the torso, and it's fatal. But join us next time as we dive into Episode 3 of Hawkeye.
1: Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. That's at The Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to subscribe to The Nerdverse on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review us there. Um, As a podcast in a multiverse of other nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And remember, emergencies only, or I'll block and delete you.
1: All that banter was spectacular. It was so, so good.
0: good. I love when she's like, I'm just calling through so it goes through. I, I just wait if you have the number.
1: <laughs> I would have loved to see their screen tests. Maybe we'll see it in uh the uh, assembled uh I love the assembled things. I really look forward to those.
0: I know. I think I think the uh, I haven't finished the Black Widow one because I wanted to rewatch the movie. Because every time I watch them I just want to watch the movie again. Does that ever happen yeah, to you? That's I just pause it yeah. and I'm like, Can we just watch the movie again?
1: Yeah, totally.